Welcome to Pelucano Arena. This is the Mixed Bag, and there's a lot to cover this week. I am your host, Ricardo, and here I have accompanying me is Frenchie. Hey. All right, there's a lot to talk about today. Big recap of the entire week, yet also a lot of nothing to talk about, too, just because, like, it's weird. Like, we, we like, the pre- you know, last year, today, we were talking about what World War Three. And how, like, basically, we're all basically gonna gonna like die, go to war, whatever. I mean, the memes were were fantastic back then. But I'm just saying, now everything's normal. First weekend with the president, and oh god, like, there's just nothing is happening. But it's also refreshing. But also, I'm just so abused that I don't know what normal feels like anymore. <laughs> well, if you think about it, that's really what everyone voted for, right? They just wanted to calm things down. They're sick of every single day new scandal. New thing to report. <laughs> breaking news. Breaking news. I mean, I Kim feel like Jong Un uh, about to to send missiles our way or whatever the fuck. Everything. And Trump happening. sends a love letter to tell him to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it, it. It. It's surreal. How? Yeah, I. I voted for that. I. I I'm happy with it. I kind of secretly also, in my own very demented way, miss it just because it's like. At least there was more to talk about, but now there's everything's just running smoothly. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I think it. I think honestly, it just wasn't healthy to have that level of stimulation. At least when it comes to the government and their leaders, we shouldn't be hearing about the president every single every day. single day. So oh I, I, the, at least I, what we should be hearing is okay. The, here's a new policy. Here is how the new COVID strategy is going to be implemented. So. Um, I'm glad to hear that because obviously yeah. instead of hearing, you know, these potential scandals, we're actually hearing how the government's being run. Exactly. But I guess before we get ahead of ourselves, let's start with like the biggest piece of news for the week. It's inauguration day, January 20th. Like nothing went wrong. Everything went well. Well, actually nothing went wrong for us normal people, but at least for the QAnon people, Oh. They all lost their fucking mind. <laughs> Poor them. Poor them, right? The the de- the delicious tears, like, oh, so scrumptious. Oh, my God. Like, they were losing their fucking mind. So, like, I, at least from my understanding, this is bare-bone understanding. And, you know, let me know if, 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 if like, you know, you, you heard something else or, like, I'm wrong on this. But mm-hmm. I think the QAnon, like, strategy, which, you know, their, their whole thing is, like, you know, the, the Democrats or the bad guys, they have like a secret ring of pedophilia and it's like deep state kind of like, just like, like next level conspiracy theory. It makes like no sense. the moon landing didn't happen and flat earthers look sane, in my opinion. But their whole thing was, you know, come um, inauguration day, I think like Trump is just going to like make an announcement and then that's suddenly going to start off all these arrests of all the Democrats at once at that exact on moment stage. And on, on stage. stage and then make Trump the president again. I, I even overheard some guy talking about that. He would not even be the 45th president anymore. He would become the 19th because like everything after the civil war, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to keep up with the, the conspiracies, but it was just like, there was a lot of different layers, but the biggest one was, you know, inauguration was not going to be, you know, how it normally is like he's going to basically make massive arrests at that exact moment and just boom suddenly we, we we have um trump as president again 
So Which all is of absolutely them ridiculous. I mean, oh, uh, I, I I saw how the, the, there was a post that basically outlined exactly that. You know, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, everyone's going to get arrested on stage. They're going to be shipped to a military base where they were going to be then having a trial that was being broadcast on every single channel and you would not be able to change it. And then the and then the magical evidence of their crimes will then be uh, revealed. And the the person said, stay tuned. It's like it it was like part of Trump's long game. But it's 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 interesting because, you know, obviously none of that happened. It's a con. It's a con. You know, so obviously none of that happened, you know, well, at least not in this parallel universe. (laughs) But like none of that happened. Everything went smoothly, like, you know. Transition of power, you know, it's all you know done. We can call this. We can call this QAnon apocalypse. <laughs> no, but so the interesting thing about it is they clearly lost their minds. They didn't know what to do. A lot of them were starting to question whether anything that they have heard was even real anymore, which was like some form of like, I guess, critical thinking that, you know, you it, it was a little bit above above my expectation of them. I was like, wow, they're actually questioning their own beliefs. I was like, that's new. But then a lot of them apparently just started kind of like jumping ship away from Trump. And they were just like, you know, Trump was apparently like a deep state agent this whole time working for the Dems. And I'm like, how? Like this narrative is just really, it just shifts according to, you know. Do you know what this reminds just, me of? Uh, do what? you remember back in, um, was it 2012, The Rapture? Oh my God, I was just thinking that. So oh, I, I remember the, the man who was the primary sort of proponent of this theory, right? They had a, I think it was a camera call. I'm not exactly sure, but um, the day and hour of the rapture, they're with him and they tell him, you know, nothing happened. And he's like, I don't understand why. I don't understand. How could this be? How could this be? It's like, well, you know why? Because you know it's bullshit. But but if I, if I remember clearly... Um, I think he ended up like saying that like his numbers were off, like because uh, I, I think like he based it off the Bible, like some sort of mathematical, you know, like thing that he was kind of doing that kind of gave him that day. But apparently, like he he justified it by saying, "Oh, I was off. It's actually X Y Z, like some other day that ended up not happening, but it wasn't making big news." But you know, it's one of those like it. It also just reminds me just much more generally people that like swear to God that like, oh, you know, uh, Jesus is coming back this exact day. Like, you know, and then it's just like, they just change the narrative over and over again. No, 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 sorry, I, I, I was wrong. It's actually that day. Oh, no, 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 actually it's not happening that day. It's happening this day, but only a few people will, will see it or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, they're just changing narratives basically to, to fit their error, you know? Like, oh, we were off. Like Trump is actually the bad guy this whole time. And I'm like, oh God, this is, it's getting crazy, but you know what? Outside of that, at least inauguration transition. smooth, exactly. And we had smooth some transition, some um, I think very interesting sort of uh, key highlights of the inauguration. One of them, I think, is um, which spread online like crazy was was um, the m- image of Bernie Sanders with his mittens oh. just sitting there in the wall, just chilling. The mittens, classic. Oh, I love that man. <laughs> just sitting there, just. Minding his own business, doing nothing with his gloves. I was like, "What? This is this is just fantastic." I think the the one that really got me was uh, him waiting in a GameStop line for like the new PS Five or whatever. <laughs> there's just so many. There's so many um, 
places that he was he was sort of inserted with they're just timeless like all of these are gold because like they sort of the image of him in each one of these pictures fits so well <laughs> <laughs> no there was one where um well a big ufc fight happened uh yesterday um with uh mcgregor and they were literally just throwing him in there just like you know hold you know holding you know holding down uh you know McGregor, I guess, in like UFC fighting style, and I was just like with Bernie Sanders instead, with his gloves and everything. I was like, "Oh, this is just fantastic!" Oh, <laughs> uh, that man! Apparently, like somebody asked him about the gloves and everything, and he just quickly changed the topic to like, I, I think like policy. I, I forgot exactly what he said, but it's like I think I saw a video about it. So it's like he's he's not even like trying to entertain it. At least he's just like. So I, I, I mean, I saw I saw that. I think he was on on Seth Meyers, right? So he there the person who made the mittens is actually a school teacher in, in vermont so mm-hmm. like this had this brought a lot of attention to her the mittens that she makes but apparently she's like i'm not making anymore i don't have time for any of that shit oh my so god I was like, she, okay she really could have capitalized on it it's a big moment <laughs> oh man i i think she would she would have had too many orders to fill i think that that, that would have been a headache <laughs> For sure, I'm pretty sure she never would have anticipated that people were actually gonna spot it and and identify who she was and her mm-hmm. and the mints that she makes. Mm-hmm. Oh God. But yeah, everything went smoothly. We had a fantastic performance. I guess. Well, that I wouldn't call it performance, but I guess just a uh, small little songs entertainment from uh, Lady Gaga in her Hunger Games outfit. Let the games oh begin. <laughs> Let the games fucking begin. Oh my god! And um, Jennifer Lopez, which I, I liked her outfit. I, I I thought it was good. I mean, they definitely didn't give her like the best song to sing, but I guess well, here's you know, he, he, suited her range. Did. You know? Yes. No. A hundred percent because they thought okay, the the uh, the national anthem in general is a really hard song to sing. Like mm-hmm. even some of the greatest vocalists have trouble, you know, singing in a way that they're able to hit every note. Um, like obviously the, 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 the best example uh, that we see, we saw in the past con- like 30, 40 years is Whitney Houston. Uh, mm-hmm. when she sang at the Super Bowl. One of the worst yeah, yeah. sort of iterations was <clears throat> um, Fergie. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> she tried, she tried, you know. <laughs> oh god but, hold on but, wait, wait. Uh, i actually have to see that video because i haven't seen that in forever i can find it oh say can you see <laughs> um, celebrities reacting to her singing the national anthem oh god and um yeah so it's a really tough song to say so I think Lady Gaga was chosen for that because of her vocal range. Um, I think she did a great job. And um, Jayla was given that other song because it's a relatively easy song to sing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a children's song. You, you can't fuck that one up. <laughs> and um, But it's still very American. And I think she did a great oh, job. Yeah. She did no, a great no, job. They, they all did great, yeah. Yeah, you know, very, you know the, the fact that she, though, threw in, she sprinkled in Let's Get Loud is oh, a little yeah. cringe worthy mm-hmm. but uh it's okay <laughs> like, you know what it, it's like uh, it, it's an inauguration it's not a, it's not supposed to be a big crazy well i guess it's kind of a big event not like a crazy like whatever <laughs> like a little and, and then we had um and then the two other performances were um 
we had what's his name um country singer um oh i skipped at that one I, i'm not a big country fan so i, I was just like oh, okay next <laughs> well no i think he, i think he did a great job too and i think he also represented that other side of the musical in, in, industry um so it's not just pop and like but it's also in the heartland you know that country music is really popular so it was great to see him there too um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. garth brooks there you go um and and then we had their final I, what was entertainment was um the young poet and i think she did a great job um young amazing poet. i oh i think i, I think at that point i was already gone young poet. Mm -hmm. shame on you shame on you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no she's, she's amazing like, as soon as i saw that like okay he got inaugurated j-lo and lady gaga were gone i was like all right i think you know and after the speech and everything i was like all right there's nothing left i'm like okay no there was a lot work. left because after that was <laughs> so she gave a really great she recited a poem she, she's 22 um amazing amazing you should definitely watch it and then after that they they it's like the next level of festivity so inside the capitol dome they had um the congressional leadership all they each gave the president and and vice president a gift um so it's kind of interesting just to see their interactions with, with one another and whatever they had to say about why they picked the gifts. I sort mm -hmm. of kind of fell asleep at that point because I was it was early, um, <laughs> but it's on YouTube. You can definitely watch it. Yeah, I think I think they gave him like a painting if I if I had seen. I didn't see the whole thing. I just saw like images at that point because I was like, eh. Uh, so here's I was here's a question. Surprised that they do they typically give gifts? I don't even know. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Every single thing. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's a thing. Um, okay, here's a question. Mm. So did you see um, Trump's goodbye early in the morning that day? So I only saw the last thing he said, which was like, oh, like it like kind of in very like movie fashion, you know, kind of like, you know, you won't see the last of me. And then like, you know, end credits, you know, like something along the lines of that he said. I don't remember exactly what it was, but basically like I'm going to come back in some shape or form. Well, what was interesting is that, you know, um, we saw his children lining up and lined up and they're all crying. And it was just the weirdest thing. And I felt oh, it was like, oh, he's not president anymore. We're all in legal jeopardy. <laughs> oh, God. We're, I, wait, I actually I, I saw a headline. And that's the thing with me. I don't always read everything. I sometimes just read a headline. And I'm like, OK, interesting to note. But like apparently Jared Kushner and... Um, Ivanka are trying to kind of figure out how to, I guess, like fix their reputation because, like, the entire Impossible. everything that's gone on is like has ruined their reputations. Impossible. Oh, no. Yeah. And, and especially now that, like, apparently the family's really going to go gun, like, they're going to go twice hard, try to get into like the, like, I guess, government, get more into politics. Like, I, like, what is that? I think either one of the Trump sons is like thinking about running. And I think also Laura Trump is thinking about running for like some sort yeah. of either Congress or Senate. I don't even know. So, so Laura Trump is she's planning on running for Senate in North Carolina. And mm -hmm. Ivanka Trump is thinking about running for Senate in Florida against Marco Rubio. So these are both Republican. Um, so obviously, Marco Rubio being the incumbent in Florida, the hmm. North, Car North Carolina seat is a open seat. So that's actually a potential pickup opportunity for Democrats in 2022. Oh, um, God. <laughs> and then in, I think it was in New, here in New York, you had, um, Don, you know, Junior wanting to run for governor. So I oh, think, gross. 
you know, the thing that really bothers me is that the way that they treat the Senate, like it's just this random, they can, it's just random job. Like the senator, you're one of a hundred. I would say you're one of the most powerful people in the world and you're treating it like it's just, just this random job that you can go to and you get some benefits. It's ridiculous. You, they should not be in government any shape or form. I mean, they don't qualify to do anything, period. Like, especially just like, you know, just millionaires and billionaires, like, how can so they corrupt. represent? It's all like, corrupt. they're so corrupt. I, it's just like, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big fan the Trump. of very especially rich people. Trump. I'm like, I'm more of like the, the average, like uh, my ideal, I like vision of what a Senator or a Congressman would look like, I think is honestly like AOC and, and, you know, yeah, she has a lot of, you know, a lot of people hate her and everything, but I, I gotta, I gotta That's represent because she's part of, she was part of my district, at least when I used to live where I lived, but um, basically like, you know, she grew up in like, you know, not so rich circumstances. She's just a very smart person and just very involved in politics and lived and, you know, worked, she was like, what, like a bartender? It was like, she's like exactly like that, that person that you can relate to. You can have a beer with them. Even, you know, even Joe Biden, like he, he went to Syracuse for his law degrees. You know, he didn't, he didn't go to, to Harvard and UPenn yeah. and all of this other stuff. And yes, he's rich now, but I'm, I'm sure like he, he, he had much more humble beginnings. I like these humble beginning kind of people, not like these, you know, crazy rich people that don't know what it is to actually fight for like, you know, y- you know, a meal or like, you know, fight for every dollar that you have that you're earning or whatever. Well, like, well you know, a good example is like Cori Bush from, from Missouri, right? So she was, at, are you familiar with her? No, I have no uh, idea. What she yeah, is. so she is one of the, considered as one of the new members of the, of the squad. So she is an activist. So she kind of um, um, came into the scene in 2015 with the uh, per, uh, protests in Ferguson. So she's been protesting for five years um, for uh, just like equal rights and against police brutality and all a bunch of things. So her background, she's a nurse. Um, she's dealt with homelessness. And she was actually, if you saw the Netflix special uh, called Knocked on the House about AOC, she's also mm-hmm. someone who's featured. So she ran in 2018 in Missouri and mm-hmm. um, she didn't win her seat in 2018, but she ran again and she won this time so she is like one of the new progressive voices so she understands you know someone who has been you know had to live in her car with her two kids she understands what people you know what the the challenges that people face so i think back to your point right now that's a big issue in congress where you have the majority of people in congress are um you know at this point millionaires and Mm -hmm. For them, so a lot of people are saying like some of the some of the uh, senators are saying I don't think we need more stimulus. Well, because for them, they're living in their mansion. And they're like I don't think that pandemic's doing having any effect on the economy. I'm fine. Exactly. No, it, and it goes back to like you remember like Dick like with the Dick Cheney like he was really against like gay rights, which you know whatever it's like a Republican platform, you know. And then his daughter came out as lesbian. Suddenly he's a big proponent for gay rights. And it's just like his entire, like, like his language about the entire topic just shifts all, all because of it. And it's just like, this is usually the case when it comes to at least Republicans for the most part, or even, even some Democrats too. It's just like, unless they're like experiencing this uh, or have someone that is experiencing this, basically something is within their bubble of this happening. 
they can't relate to it. It just, it just doesn't exist. It's not, it's not a problem that should be addressed. It's not a problem that needs, you know, attention, which is kind of like, okay, yeah. Do I think that Trump, a millionaire, whatever, that, that has always had, a, you know, like a silver spoon in his mouth will understand, you know, me having to not, you know, n- you know, having to, or, or like, or like, you know, not, not me, but I guess like a mother of like three having to not pay electricity to make sure that, that they have, you know, food on the table or, you know, some variation of like these type of struggles. It's just like, I don't think they're going to be able to relate because they don't know what that is. They don't know what that is to, to need money immediately, especially in this condition. So of course they don't want stimulus checks because, you know, they want everybody to just work hard because, you know, it's all about, you know, being, being that self-made person, which is already bullshit because when you're already, when you're a millionaire, I, I, I've never been a fan of believing that these millionaires can be self-made. It's like, here's my, so it's here's all my luck, question. but they just never feel like, they feel like they did something. And I'm like, it's partially, it's mostly luck, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm so, going on on a tangent about, about that. <laughs> so here's my question, right? So um, hmm. we have news that, you know, negotiation, negotiations are starting for the stimulus. Like um, so far you have a lot of Republican opposition, um, but hmm. there's a lot of things in the bill. So what are, what are the things that are on your radar in terms of what potentially could be coming um, to your, to, you know, your way or, or, or families across America? So like, what, what are some of the things that you are looking forward to? Well, I think like one of the bigger things is having some form of like student loan forgiveness. I think I, rumor has it that at least read in a headline, which is probably going to be my, my, the thing I'm going to be saying a lot because I can't catch up with every single article, but Rumor has it that there's gonna be like a some sort of student for student loan forgiveness. I mean, I don't have a lot of student loan, but any sort of forgiveness on that end is gonna be very appreciated. At least, I think a lot of people are gonna like really gain some form of relief in knowing that they don't have to pay a certain percentage of the student loan back. You know, you can push these these you know defer the the what is it like the payments or the the interest rates as much as possible, but. I think until we start eliminating some of it, we're going to still have a lot of people burdened by it. So that's going to be a big factor, but also just like the stimulus money itself. I mean, there's a lot of arguments. I've heard a couple of like people talking about where it's like, you know, it doesn't necessarily help the, the economy too well. Like, I think there was like some, someone had mentioned that like the stimulus money goes to like, like most of it is saved up. A lot of people actually don't utilize it, but that's not, that's, like, like, that's not the point. Like, I think, yeah, uh, um, I think AOC and a lot of the other progressive um, politicians made the point that we have to reframe what it is. This is not a stimulus check. It's a survival mm-hmm. check. Right. So the purpose yeah. is not to stimulate the economy. It's a relief check. Right. People mm-hmm. who no matter what problem you have, you could be, you know, five months behind on your credit card. It's OK if you get help paying that. So you don't you don't have to give up eating food. Like, yeah. So, so for, so, so I hear some Republican arguments, arguments are saying, you know, we don't need any more relief uh, stimulus. It's like, actually, this is not the stimulus. This is the relief package. The stimulus package is later on. And that potentially will be then infrastructure spending or whatever. But Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like the student loans, right. Um, So what's, what's being floated out there right now is at least from the Biden side is around $10,000 forgiven per person. While in Congress, mm. so like Chuck Schumer, Elizabeth Warren, so they are trying to push Biden to forgive up to fifty thousand um, dollars. So yes. <laughs> another, yeah, which will be great. Well, but but the other thing is that 
hopefully in addition to that re that um, relief for people like myself, I have plenty of student loans. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, definitely you more than me. <laughs> is um, also trying to sort of solve the root problems that are causing the student loan debt crisis, right? So like mm -hmm. making sure that you know the student, the the state governments have, and the the state schools have more resources and funding, so they don't they don't have to raise the cost for um, students who are there, and also providing what is it like free tuition college? That's a thing as mm -hmm. well. So hopefully that's I think that's in the in the bill as well, because um, it looks like they're going to have to potentially use the um, budget reconciliation as a way to pass it without. Republican support because at this point it just looks like they're going to oppose everything. Mm. I mean, Republicans are just never going to, you know, th anything that's proposed by Biden is going to get shot down pretty quickly. Yeah, like you know, Mitch McConnell, he's giving a lot of signs, or at least, you know, at least optics that like you know he's kind of moving away from like the Trump train and like just trying to move forward. And it's and I've heard that they've had good relationship Biden and you know McConnell, but. You know, I, I always have to remind myself that <laughs> Mitch McConnell is literally the devil and he would sell out his mother for the Republican Party. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Geez. No, no, of course not. Of course. I think I think you need to be very careful and do not do not com uh, um, confuse Mitch McConnell with Lindsey Graham. Oh, my God. Mr. Mr. Ladybugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ugh. No, he allegedly, he, allegedly, allegedly, Ladybugs. He would sell out his mother. I uh, him and Ted, no, Ted Cruz probably. The worst one in my books because not only did this man call your wife ugly <laughs> but like as soon as he wins the election you just just you just like go on the floor and just lick the heel of his boot i'm like what the fuck dude like at least have some form of like self-respect <laughs> no uh, yeah. and then lindsey graham with that with the telephone and everything i'm like I don't know. Maybe I'm a petty person. Maybe that's why i'm not in politics but i would not i would just like i would be in, in like a crazy opponent of this of this guy if they did if they pulled something like that you know well i, like, well, I would say so like specifically with 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 uh mitch mcconnell so a lot of people are saying like well you know profile and courage is like come on this man knows what he's doing so like if he were to vote for impeachment which is that it looks like that's a possibility right it's not because mm -hmm. he um you know he's such a courageous person no because he's calculating right he's thinking okay if we can potentially impeach uh, uh, convict him we can then also disqualify from him from office and mm -hmm. that will help the republican party later on why because we're hearing things so for example that trump wants to start his own party the mm -hmm. AK, the the supposed patriot party and um i think if that would be the sort of nail in the coffin for the Republican Party, because if they if you, you know, splinter off the Republican vote, that's it. Like the, mm -hmm. I think the Republican Party in general are um, they're going to keep losing the popular right, popular vote, period. Yeah. But the Electoral College keeps it competitive. If they were to splinter off that vote, that's it. They'll never win yeah. another election. And as a Democrat, as <laughs> I would say, go ahead. But for, for Mitch McConnell being the tactician that he is, he's thinking the party, the party, the party, the party, the party. Mm. I mean, it, it, it would work. And I mean, honestly, at this point, if, if, if it means not having Trump in politics anymore, you know, it's like, I, 
I can take it. Like, I think we could all take it. I think all Republicans, at least the Republicans that aren't on the Trump train would probably find that to be like liberating knowing that they don't have a crazy person representing them. Cause I mean, they are, it's literally, Trump is literally the crazy uncle at your, at your, you know, at, at Thanksgiving dinner that talks about the moon landing being fake. You know, he's literally the embodiment of that, you know? And it's like, if you can bar him from being in politics, I mean, literally the world would become a utopia. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> no, go kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Let's fucking do it. <laughs> but I mean, listen, my whole thing is Mitch McConnell seems like he's kind of nice. He is calculating, like you said. I still don't think, you know, and I'm already kind of seeing these narratives sort of being played out where they're like, oh, you know, Biden wants unity, but, you know, I don't see how that how that's going to happen, you know, because he's not uniting any of us. So it's like, I think there's going to be a point where it's just like, we're going to basically go back to where we were, where it's like, you know, Obama era politics, where it's like anything he proposes, he's going to basically just rally up the entire Republican base and possibly even some moderate Democrats to just basically vote against it. Well, you know, yeah. one other thing is like, I think I've, I've been hearing the same sort of talking point. I've seen a lot of articles saying unity. I don't think so. Someone, mm-hmm. I, th- I don't I remember who exactly said, because I was watching Fox News this morning, I think it was on Chris Wallace's show. Oh, and God, they're getting, someone they're said, getting crazier. Ugh. Well, Chris Wallace is fine. Like if you want to at least some, see some objective sort of analysis, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, one, yeah. One of the, but um, some, someone was saying, well, you know, if you want unity under your agenda, that's not unity. It was like, um, actually, um, if you look at it, it is should be unity first under the Democratic agenda. Why? Because we're in control of the Senate. We won the Senate. We stayed in control of the House and we won the presidency. So he has the right to try to uh, in- enact his agenda. He doesn't have to say, okay, I'm going to try to enact the Republican agenda. You tried that in 2016. What did you do? Um, policy-wise, not that much. All you did was pass the tax cut, and that's mm-hmm. it. And also, wait, 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 what process did they use to pass the tax cut? Budget reconciliation. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's the Democrats' turn to do the same, at least from a enacting policy in Congress, because if you look back at 2010, the reason why we lost um, the House was because mm. in 2008, when we when Obama won, we had in control of the House, Senate, and the presidency, and nothing was done except for Obamacare, and that's it. So nothing mm. was done to, and then they did pass a stimulus package, but the stimulus package back then was too small. It was $800 billion, and it didn't make a dent. So in 2010, this is where the Republicans won 60, 60 odd seats. Um, so 2022 could be an opportunity for to maybe... Um, prevent similar losses if if you actually like bernie sanders says if you actually try to enact a bold economic agenda that will actually help people put money in their pockets yeah like something that's like objective like you can see with like Like very objective evidence like 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 the checks and the vaccine the democratic you know elected you know congress senate all that and the 15 provided you money provided you an opportunity you know of course like it, it, it actually helped you you know the people yeah but the thing is, it's always the thing I always hate about, like, Republicans play dirty and get away with it. And we try to play, you know, listen, I love me some Michelle Obama, but I've never been a strong proponent against, like, when they go low, we go high. I'm like, no, because when we do that, we basically let them win. We let them win in every single case. We basically don't get any sort of radically progressive or, like, 
you know, uh, bold, I guess in Bernie Sanders case, like policies in because we're so fixated on, you know, even unity, like the unity is going to be something that Republicans are going to use to bring any sort of like bold progressive agenda down to something that's like at the bare minimum, like at least like a, like a borderline Republic, Republican yeah. Democrat, like not, not so progressive more, you know, a little, a little more digestible, but it's like, okay, but if Republicans were in power, which they have been in power and have done so, they have literally done the worst that they could possibly do. The most conservative, honestly, if they could ban all abortion with just the, the, the you know, or ban all government, eliminate all, government all taxes, and give every, every baby a fucking AK 47. Like they would have done that if it could just like do it easily, you know, but like, they that they there would be nothing to stop them. They they have no like, oh, we need to meet in the middle. We need to make sure that everybody's happy with this. Like, we always have to play the the role of the adult here. You know what I'm saying? But yet well, the one is, that's so, you know so what I'm what saying. Does that like, mean it's for, a yeah, yeah, for sure, for it's sure. Because we we, we always we have, have to, to try to extend the hand to Republicans. It's never exactly. they don't they don't try to extend the hand ever. The moment they have power, they literally just fuck everything up. Literally do everything that they want don't even think twice about any other second opinion from the democrat from the democratic side but of course we're in power and we have these conversations well if you want unity you know you need to talk to us you need to make sure that 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 you're you're um what is it like meeting in the middle with us and just like why do we have to be in the middle why can't we just do something progressive and just tell them to go fuck themselves just like they told us for the last four years to go fuck ourselves like we should tell them the same thing so i think this is the time for action and i think right now that's where it's going because um for sure the i think the republicans are not going to be jumping on to this stimulus package that um biden proposed so like bernie sanders says a lot of all and even nancy pelosi in the house is saying i'm ready to pass this bill at the beginning of february through budget reconciliation because they're just gonna they're gonna there's no point they're not gonna listen so i think it's a lost cause and i think at least on the biden side and i think the congressional they're all sort of hopefully walking towards that conclusion that it's time for action. And honestly, also we can't afford a watered, a super watered down version of the bill because if they were to vote for something, do you think it's going to be two, 1.9 trillion? Of course not. It's going to be what? Oh, let's do another 500 billion, very targeted approach. It's like, really? Is that what the economy needs? Don't get me wrong. There are ways you can make it more like efficient and targeted. Targeted, like that's BS. You know, for, that's BS. That's to a degree. To a degree. BS. Like at least on a stimulus package level. Like I don't know because uh, I, I I know that like they don't have good tracking for these kind of things. So I think there's a logistics layer to it. But if they did have an infrastructure, which makes you think, hey, we should build an infrastructure for this this type of stuff. But you know anybody that's making like. X amount of money, a certain amount, which I think to a degree they kind of already do, but it's just like, if you're, if they can prove to some level that you're stable throughout the pandemic and don't need the money, I think you could possibly give more money to people that actually do need it. Like, listen, that's, I'm, I'm in a good that's place. That's impossible. Well, it doesn't matter. It's about, it's about, it's about like, um, like I said, it's not a specifically a stimulus, right? It's mm. a relief. Right. And the pandemic yeah. has affected everyone in some certain way. So, uh, people, some more than a, a lot more than others. Right. So that's why yeah. specifically with the checks, the checks are already means tested. So like if you make 
above $75,000. So it starts tapering off up to, up to 99. So Mm. that was already there. So, uh, you know, the fact that they're saying, well, you know what, we don't want to give money to the Democrats, rich friend is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Makes no sense. It's already means rich people aren't even getting it. And also uh, the majority of the population makes under $75,000. That's just period. So you're already targeting everyone who could potentially need help. Um, Mm. And it's not just the unemployed who need help. It's also people who are employed because guess what? Potentially they're working less hours or because of the pandemic, they have higher medical bills or they have higher costs in general, right? That's true. That's true. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. There, yeah, there's a lot. And I mean, honestly, they're just going to have to pass it without Republicans. We're, my whole thing is like, listen, I love the idea of unity. I love the idea of like, you know, let's, let's, let's get rid of these domestic terrorists and let's just fucking move forward to some level of like normacy amongst parties. But also at the same time, fuck unity because they weren't thinking unity when they voted this guy in and literally ran the country to the fucking ground. Oh, but the deficit, the deficit. I'm like, you created the deficit. You literally created a tax bill that created a massive deficit. I'm like- uh, I think unity uh, is good in terms of the, the rhetoric the national having a leader that says, you know, let's be together, think let's be one country. That's yeah. fine in terms of communication. That way we're not trying to, because obviously the words of a president, as Biden says, the words of a president matter. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he, the president saying like, let's go after certain people. That's going to create people. That's going to create people who have that impression that I need to be a warrior and I need to do X, Y, Z and yeah. violence. In terms of rhetoric, it's fine. In terms of policy, uh, I think no. We have a mandate. Democrats have a mandate to govern. It's the Democrats' mm-hmm. turn to do something. Let's see what the Democratic-run government can do. If it mm-hmm. doesn't do anything, well, what? Let's. That's what the next election is for. Oh, my bar is very high. Like, I'm. They have control of everything. They need to do, like, everything in their power to to basically, you know, capitalize on this. And one honestly, issue, like uh, create create like some some real strong a, a strong foundation that like a, another Trump that comes into office can't just dismantle in one day. You know what I'm saying? So I, I mean, think maybe it, universal yeah. healthcare. Who knows? You know, pipe yeah. dream. So I think a lot. Of, <laughs> I, I don't think it's a pipe dream. I think the creation of a government option. You know, I think right now um, the term Medicare for all should just be changed. Scrap it off. Scrap it all. Just be like you know, free government healthcare uh, might be better and just do it. Um, yeah. And um, the, the, the other sort of tricky thing is also the fact that this, the way that the Senate is sort of set up right now, 50-50 plus one being the vice president. So apparently that's not like an outright majority. So they have to, they have to um, agree on a specific organizing resolution, which dictates how they're going to be operating in the Senate. So this would say that, for example, uh, this would dictate how many people are you know, on each committee, um, who exactly, how much rights the minority has in terms of bringing bills to the floor. Um, I didn't know this prior to this. I just thought that just, you know, they would be able to control everything, having the vice president. Tie. Apparently not. Hmm. Um, so that, Is that, that why situation... they were stalled this week? Like they had that big stall? Yes. Oh. Yes. So they are negotiating right now. So Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer uh, on this organizing resolution. And where they're stuck at at the moment is 
that Mitch McConnell is request, you know, de- not sorry, not requesting, demanding, demanding <laughs> that that the filibuster in writing, the Democrats have to um, agree to not get rid of it. Oh, we should get rid of that shit hella quickly. (laughs) We should. But obviously, the issue is that you have centrists like Joe Manchin, particularly Joe Manchin. And they want to keep it. They want to keep it. But the thing is that I think eventually, I think, like you mentioned, plain sneaky. Someone else said, um, you know, I think the Democrats should agree in writing to Hmm. keep the filibuster. Right. And then in Mm -hmm. three months, when the Republicans continue to object on everything get rid of it Mm, like keep it as leverage just no just actually get rid of it because they play Mm. dirty like you said play dirty they're gonna they would do the same thing honestly at this point and this sort of polarized environment a hundred percent a hundred and fifty thousand (laughs) percent it's it's Um, it's stupid because people like joe was it joe manchin i i only know him from like just being the moderates on the democrat side but like their whole argument for it is just so stupid. They were just like, oh, it's it, it's about keeping like healthy debate or some something stupid like that. It's just like and making sure and that's like a form of I guess it's like a form of unity because it's like it's it's kind of like allowing for debate. But it's just like it's also been something that I think it's historically been racist, yeah. too. It's like, it, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I mean, it's just like it's historically been racist. It's 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 been something that has been used. I mean, across parties, honestly, but like me, mostly through Republicans, you know, to to just stop things from even like, you know, getting passed. Like it's ridiculous. 100%. And I think um, in a certain way, they live in, uh, you know, centers like, like Joe mentioned, they live in mm-hmm. a different world where it's like bipartisanship and, and we're going to work together and it's, it hasn't happened. So it's like, where, mm-hmm. where were you the past eight years? Where were you the past decade, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think, especially in the Senate, they're all a little bit too collegial with each other, a little bit too friendly. All they mm-hmm. care about, for example, you have Diane Feinstein, who is ready, 87, and not to be ageist, um, but mm-hmm. it's time for her to retire because <laughs> has already, she's already been having memory issues. Um, I, you know, report came out already that she had that, comp- that Chuck Schumer asked her to step aside as the chair of the uh, Senate Judiciary Com- Committee because, you know, she's having all these memory relapse and issues. And he had that conversation with her twice. She forgot that they had it the first time I, I, when, he was, when he was talking to her the second time about it. Um, so why do I bring her as an example? Because she's really good friends with Susan Collins and Lisa Mikowski. There, and she's like, you know, I don't want her to lose because that's my friend. It's like, what? She can lose and she'll still be living in Washington, but you don't have the same policies. You're there to represent the state of California and, you know, liberal policies, but you're not doing that because in the sake of your personal friendship. Yeah, that's, that's sticky. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, they should get rid of it. Well, the problem is going to be these moderates. I mean, don't they tend to have like a whip to kind of like make sure that they all pretty much vote? I mean, I don't know who the Democratic. Yeah, whip the is. whip is Dick Durbin, and Dick Durbin is um, a more moderate Democrat. But he also actually today did say um, he said there's no way in hell we are going to guarantee that we're not going to get rid of the filibuster because we should have that option. And also the reason was that when it comes to why the, um, the organizing resolution that Chuck Schumer gave to Mitch McConnell and offered was the exact 
resolution agreement that they had in 2001, because in 2001, there was also a 50-50 um, situation. Um, mm. And they agreed to it like that. But the issue is that it's a different time, right? Mm. It's a different era um, of, you know, people being very intense and this sort of bipartisanship dream, I don't think it's going to be uh, able it's, to come to fruition. I don't think bipartisanship is just something, it, it, it's something that sometimes just kind of happens, like it lines up, but just at least the way our parties kind of like, like, like our ideologies as two parties, like it's just not something that's going to happen frequently enough. We're not going to yeah. reach a point of like, oh, you know, we disagree on some things, but we agree on most things. Like it, 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 not it's true. not exactly. happening. Exactly. It's, it's, not more, happening. it's actually it's the opposite. Not, we disagree yeah, anything, on most we're, things. We're, we're, we're further away from one another than ever before, you know? But yeah, it, it, it's just like, it's not going to happen. I, I, I don't think so. I think get rid of that shit. Fucking pack it up. Time for it to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All righty. So I think that's probably the end of our recap for this week, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. One more thing. Hold on. Yeah. Real quick. Fucking Lil Wayne. L- Lil Wayne. Oh, yes. The best. The best. The best for last, right? The best for last. Lil Wayne, Kodak Black. I mean, talk about someone selling themselves out. <laughs> But you know what, like, so the reason I was going to bring it up, I was going to, I was going to kind of like piggyback it off of like the performances, but, um, cause another thing kind of tied into everything was just apparently Trump was really jealous that like A-list celebrities were basically going to the inauguration, but nobody went to his. And I'm like, oh, these are, well, these are the reason. sour grapes that I love. These are, oh, he, he just doesn't understand how unpopular he is. Like he's, he's so narcissistic. I, I, I just, I can't believe like like i just need i I, there needs to be a level of karma for all this like craziness (laughs) and it's just like this is portion of it i'm hoping that maybe once this impeachment trial starts there'll be more (laughs) but it's karma but yeah but anyway little wayne sells himself out what was it i think he was at one of the parties recently and then he was like kind of trying to promote trump it was like before the, the election he was like promoting Trump, like, oh, you know, with that with that one little item that he likes to tout that that you know he helped the black community with. I, I forgot the was it prison reform? Was it no the prison? Yeah, it's criminal was justice it? reform. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's like that's like the one thing he did that he's like, you know, which is okay. Which you know, I was like, okay, what else? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like Lil Wayne trying hard to just sell himself out. For the sake of getting a pardon, which you got, it all worked out, you know. Didn't well, help I, Trump you know, win the election, but I, exactly. But I would say, like, honestly, um, he because obviously, you know, when it when you look back, it was earlier, um, not earlier, the, the prior year, in around around October, Little Wayne came out you know, with a picture with Trump, and I think most people, you know, just by looking at that picture, you can sort of see what he had on mind. He already had a, a charge for for. Uh, possessing a drug on a plane uh sorry possessing a gun on a plane i think he had um, drugs too did he or did i make that up no I, I, it's just a gun charge and mm. you know and the fact that this is you know trump was going to potentially lose and if he won either way i think it was already sort of we all had the assumption that he's he's angling for a pardon and if there's yeah. a person who's going to give someone a pardon for just endorsing them it would be trump because oh, all he cares about is 
the personal favors that what is the benefit that this person can give me and mm-hmm. i think for and and i think that little wayne really showed that he can come through for trump by giving just having that picture because he thought you know what little wayne is popular and it's gonna at least so, have some black voters take a second look and be like oh well maybe um i'll take i'll consider trump maybe very small percentage of people are like that um but <laughs> but I mean, he, Not enough. he got a lot less votes, but it wasn't significantly less. <laughs> but I mean, hey, it worked. It's it, strategically, it's a good move. It's a good move. If I was like, you know, if I was a celebrity like him in his position, and you know, some publicist or some 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 lawyers like, you know, hey, I can get you into a room with Trump, and all you got to do is basically lick his boot for like. Three weeks, and you get a three months, whatever. I don't know. How crime. And you might get a pardon, you know, it's a win win, you know, because whether he loses or wins, you're still going to get that pardon. I'm like, yeah, why the and, fuck not? Not going and, to jail? Hell yeah. <laughs> and there were a couple people on the list, right? People were talking about Julian Assange, um, the guy uh, Snowden, from Tiger King, I think. The, the, I think the, the now he's trying to get <laughs> And I think at the end of the day, like this all reflects that Trump as a person, unless you do something for him, he is not going to pardon. He's not going to give you anything. So like yeah. one example was, you know, Judge Janine, who was famously on Fox and uh, uh, yes, the, the husband, horrible person. Mm-hmm. So he was being floated as one of the people was going to be um, pardoned. And what happened was that on the last day of his presidency, she was hearing that he was not on the list. So she called Trump and said, hey, pardon my husband. He said, oh, yeah, Janine. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'll get you. Of course, because wow. she's been on the, she's, you know, four or five years of being one of his minions on Fox yeah. News, you know. Propaganda machine, and of course. So he's like, okay, I'm going to return you the favor, your, your ex-husband. And um, all the people that he pardoned was, you know, um, at the at the at the last minute, were all scumbags. If you look at he's, them, he's, all criminals, he's just all so sleazy. He's so sleazy. He's sleazy that that people. that scratch scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Kind of attitude is literally why another reason why he was just so unrelatable. It's like you couldn't like appeal to him as a as a person. You had to basically know someone rich to appeal to him because it, it it it's like it's only people in his inner circle. And Corruption then it's one of those the scratch your back. Yeah, it's like, oh, God, if there's Giuliani. one thing that I need to do an administration to do is fuck president, uh, setting presidents. Like, no, that doesn't work. We need to make sure we have actual rules in place to stop, like, nepotism and all of this fucking corruption that's like, going on. Like, you need actual rules, not like, oh, well, you know, people normally don't do that. Like, no, that, that clearly didn't work. <laughs> I think going forward, um, this is definitely going to prompt calls to really rethink about the president's pardon power because i think across the board every single president has pardoned people who are questionable Even um, whether it's whether it's whether it's i'm not sure about Obama, but i don't um george bush when it comes to scooter libby bill clinton when it comes to some people who who he had business connection with so everyone i feel like everyone had mm. a certain number of pardons that were questionable so but i think obama pardon uh, sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but did he like pardon uh i'm trying to remember the name the trans, the trans woman, um, uh, Chelsea Manning. Chelsea Manning, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, that yes, was yes, that yes. was really so that, controversial. So that was controversial, of course. So I think mm-hmm. um, I was reading how potentially 
um, one way that the pardon power could be reimagined is potentially involving Congress, where it's like a, a, a combination of like president, people that the president appoints, and then some people from Congress, and then they, as a committee, agree to um, who they pardon, which could be a way to sort of root out um, the corrupt nature of it, like at least uh, prevent people like what well, you saw Giuliani and some of his associates Mm -hmm. talking about let's try to get money to the president to, to buy a pardon or a donation to the campaign right, right for pardons yeah which there definitely needs to be a lot of rethinking restructuring of the entire role like you, you need to set ground rules all of it you, you, firstly like the thoughts of a president pardoning himself should be absolutely off the table 100 percent, like not even possible like the idea that there is no consequences to a role you know that powerful to, to the fact that you could do whatever you want because you're president. That's like some Richard Nixon, you know, if a president doesn't, then, 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 then it's not illegal. You know what I'm saying? Like bullshit. Yeah. So they definitely have to have some, we have to have some reforms and have these conversations because, but even, even the, even that's okay. We great thing that he wasn't able to do it or he decided not to do it. Why did he not do it? Because you had um, the white house council and you had Bill Barr telling him, don't do it. You're going to be opening yourself up to legal jeopardy. But what about the next person, the person after Biden? Right. Who decides, oh, you know, oh, I did this fucked up shit. Then let me pardon myself. I think we have to really have clear guidance, whether it's in a constitutional amendment to the Constitution that says the president cannot pardon themselves, which can be done. Honestly, I think if there's mm -hmm. enough will, that should be that should be added. Oh, yeah. Um, the, so. the, I, I think like a, a good little like sum up of the entire week just as a whole yeah everything is kind of falling into place it's feeling a little normal not so much chaos you know a little bit of chaos right in the beginning as we were getting like a little bit of pardons but it makes you kind of rethink at least you know you think about it retrospect 2016 to now our democracy is really fucking fragile like it did not it did not take that much for us to lean almost to the opposite side of, of like of, of like the losers of World War II. Like we're, we were practically like, like it was almost like a Nazi party. Like just the fascism and all of it. Like it was like, wow, it, it only took like an idiot to basically round up enough idiots to get this idiot in the, into, into, into the strongest power, like to, to have the strongest power in the entire country. There's gonna be one guy who's gonna come up who's a little more sophisticated, a little more smart and a little more devious and you know, it makes you think we got to have some sort of system in place to avoid an, another fascist like kind of leader, you know? Well, you know what they say, right? There's a famous story about what Benjamin Franklin, when he, after, after the he came out of the Constitutional con Convention, right? Someone asked him, what do we have? Do we have a monarchy? So he said, a republic. He said, a republic, if we can keep it. What does that mean? We have to be, we have, if we can keep it, meaning yeah. that democracy is fragile and you have to, only when people are actually engaged and give a damn can it actually survive. So this time we survived the apocalypse, but feels like barely, but we did barely. <laughs> but what about next time? So exactly. So you know what? It's a... So that's a wrap up for this week, right? Unless there's yeah. anything else you want to add. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, at least not. It's already kind of late. So I'm hoping there's nothing left for this week, but <laughs> hopefully next week, you know, we'll have yes. some, uh, Maybe some money in our pockets. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully. 
<laughs> so, this, we'll, so we're we'll signing off, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks for yeah. listening. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-